Okay, Agonar Shas Rabbeisai, ready to begin. Parshas Vayeshev, Shabbos before Hanukkah. In our first year, we want to speak about a very interesting subject. Uh, first, a few public service announcements. Baruch Hashem, the new Sefer on Shemais has been published. It is available in America. You could order it on our site with free shipping at rabbidg.com. The Sefer on Bereshis is also available. It's the Sefer on Bereshis is uh, out of season, so it's uh, it's available on sale. And Be'ezus Hashem, upcoming Svarim. If anybody wants to be Mishtatev in the upcoming Haggadah Shel Pesach in English for Art Scroll for this coming Pesach. And L'Kavod <clears throat> Chanukah. The uh, first announcement about the upcoming Sefer in Lashon HaKadosh, I think we may have mentioned it before, but L'Kavod Chanukah, there'll be a Sefer on Chinuch Habanim. Very important topic. So if anybody would like to be Meshtatev, um, please let us know. Okay, Parshas Vayeshev. For Parshas Vayeshev, we have a spectacular topic. Really, this requires many hours of study. And this is a subject that every Jew needs to be familiar with. However, we don't have a lot of time. So we're going to dive right into it, just get some of the basic Yediyot, and Be'ezus Hashem, we will discuss it uh, in greater depth on another occasion, maybe very soon. We once spoke about this episode. And this is connected to, of course, the Parsha, as well as, for anybody who wants to join us on our upcoming trip to Morocco, getting an appreciation and understanding how Torah spread from Eretz Yisrael and then Bavel to the communities of Europe and North Africa. <clears throat> now, this is a phenomenon that we see throughout Jewish history. And uh, the first instance of it, of course, is, is this week's Parsha where the Rebbein wants to transplant the Jewish people to Egypt. But before doing so, it's necessary to send down the Tamid HaChachamim. So the Rebbein has Yosef captured, kidnapped, sold into slavery, ransomed. But when Yosef is in Mitzrayim, who hashalit b'chaleretz Mitzrayim? And he establishes Chodesh, Mila, Shabbos, and he creates a foundation for the Jewish people. So when the Jewish people go down to Egypt, then Yaakov Avinu sends Yehuda Lafanov Lahores Lafanov Goishna. But there's a concept that the Torah always is in preparation of the Jewish people, and the Rebbeinu paves the way for the Torah to come to various exiles. And I want to speak about a seminal event in Jewish history. It happened in the 10th century, and it happened either in the year 990, or perhaps the year even earlier, 960. Many years ago, when Rav Pam, Zechatzak Zavracha, came to our yeshiva, yeshivas Rabbeinu Yisrael Meir HaKoyin, Yeshiva Chavetz Chaim, to speak at the yard site of Rav David Libowitz, his Rebbe, Rav Pam spoke about this seminal event in Jewish history. This is the event known as the Arba Shvuyim, the four captives. And this event basically allowed for Torah 
which was on the decline in Bavel, to then be transported to Egypt, North Africa, Spain. This is one of the seminal moments in Jewish history. This was first recorded by the Ravid. Now, uh, we've mentioned a number of times there were three Ravids in history. There was Ravid the first, Ravid the second, Ravid the third. And Ravid the third is the Ravid that we usually talk about. He's the Ravid Baal Hahasagos Rabbi Avram ben David. His father-in-law, Rabbi Avram Avbezdin, was Ravid the second. But Ravid the, the third was a student of the Rif. And, excuse me, Ravid the first was a student of the Rif. And Ravid the first wrote a historical work, it's called, Sefer HaKabbalah. Not mysticism, but rather Jewish tradition. And he brings that the, the, the Chidah writes about Ravid the first. He's a Talmud of Rabbeinu Baruch ben Rabbi Yitzchak. He's a student of the Rif. He wrote Sefer HaKabbalah. He was killed Al-Kiddush Hashem. He writes that this took place and this is responsible for the Torah traveling to Spain to the Western lands, to Africa, to Egypt, to Israel. And basically, what happened was, they, four Tamil Chachamim were <coughs> en route. Now, where they left from is a matter of great dispute. Some say they left from Babylon. The historians that we follow, namely the Doireis Harishonim, Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac Halevi Rabinowitz, Rabbi, excuse me, Rabbi Isaac Halevi, he maintains that they did not leave from Bavel, but as the Sefer Koire Hadoirois of Rav David Confarto writes, they left from Bari, Italy. And that's very here, you see, they left from Bari. <coughs> Rabbeinu Tam was wont of saying, Ki mi bari Bari, from Bari the Torah went forth, Udvar Hashem me o Toronto. So, these three scholars, we're going to see what their names were, they were captured by a pirate. And this was the fleet of Caliph Ever el Rahman. Al-Nazar of Cordoba. They were captured by this pirate. And again, Ever el-Rahman el-Nazar. And the pirate's name was Ben Dema'achin. And he pirated this plane. And there were four sages on the plane. Now what were these four, uh, four, there were four sages on the boat? What were these sages doing on the boat? The Ravid writes, they were involved in Hachnosas Kala, which is also a matter of debate. Some historians, secular historians, say Hachnosas Kala means they were collecting money for the Babylonian yeshivas, and the Babylonian yeshivas were known as Kala. Kala, Igra de Kala. They were known as Kala. However, Rabbi Isaac Halevi says, no, they were collecting for poor brides. And Ben Dema'achin captured them, and their names were, and you have to know their names. If you don't know the story, this is the basic building block of Jewish history. Who are the four sages? Number one, Rabbeinu Chushiel. 
Who's Rabbeinu Chushiel? Father of Rabbeinu Chananel. Number two, Rabbeinu Moshe, the father of Rabbeinu Chanoich. And he was together with his wife and his son Rabbeinu Chanoich. And number three, Rav Shemariah Bar Elchanan. The fourth one, we don't know the name of. <clears throat> Some say the fourth one was Nasan Habavli, who was brought to Narban. But Rabbi Halevi says, no, it was definitely not him. So three we know, Rabbeinu Chushiel, Rabbeinu Moshe, and Rabbeinu Shmaryahu. This is a story every Jew. If you know Maida'ani, and you know Ashrei, you must know this account with the names of the individual. Otherwise you think, you know, God gave the Torah to Moshe Rabbeinu, and he gave it to my rabbi in Brooklyn, and he gave it to me. Then there's no understanding at all, or wherever you live. What happened here? So, uh, first of all, Rabinu Moshe's wife was very beautiful. And she got wind of the fact that the sailor, the pirate, wanted to abuse her. So she asked her husband, if she jumps overboard and she jumps into the sea, will she have resurrection? And Rabinu Moshe responded, yes, like the Gemara says in Gittin, Amar Hashem mi bashan ashiv, ashiv mi metzulas yam. So she jumped overboard and she killed herself. Now these sages did not want the pirate to know exactly who they were, otherwise he would be able to get a great ransom. So he ransomed Rav Shmaria to Alexandria of Shemitzrayim. And he became the unequivocal Torah leader in Alexandria. And he moved, the, the power of Torah shifted from Bavel to Egypt. Rabbeinu Chushiel. He was sold to North Africa. Now we're in North Africa. There was no Morocco or Tunis back then. There was just, in general, North Africa. And he was sold to the city of Karuen. Karuen, which was one of the strongest Arabic holds in the entire Africa. Kairuan. Kairuan is the way you pronounce it. And he had Rabinu Hananel there. And then the pirate came to Cortova. And they ransomed Rabinu Moshe and Rabinu Hanoich to Cortova. Now, the, everyone in Cortova thought Rabinu Moshe Rabinu Hanoich were Amea Aretz. So they would come to the shul. And there was the rabbi there was Rabinu Nasan. And he was very righteous. But he wasn't exceptionally learned, but he did what he could. And he was giving a shir on Inyane Yuma, on the sugya of Kol Hazaa Tvila. And he didn't really know how to explain it. And Rabbeinu Moshe was sitting in the corner, and after the shir, he um, he comes to Rabbeinu Nasan, and he says, you know, you left out one of the Hazais. And people were astonished. They didn't know that Rabbeinu Moshe was that learned. And they realized that this was a great Talmud Chacham. Um, and basically, Rabbeinu Nasan stepped down and they appointed Rabbeinu Moshe and his son, later Rabbeinu Chanoich, to take over. When the pirate found out that the community got a steal on the ransom of Rabbeinu Moshe, he wanted to back out of the deal. He wanted to bring him to a different community. And the king of Sepharad said, No, we want him. We bought him. 
It's your loss. And from there, Torah spread to Spain. So if you want to know, how did the Torah get from Israel to Babylon? How did it move to Egypt, North Africa, and then eventually Europe? In other words, most people here on the Shir probably are of European descent, of Poland, or maybe Germany, or maybe Hungary. How did it ever get there? The answer is through Spain. How did it get to Spain? It got to Spain when Rabbeinu Moshe was kidnapped. So Rav Pam would say that throughout history, the Rav Hashem always transports Gedolei Yisrael in advance of the movement of Torah. And Rav Pam said that Rav David Leibowitz was the one who built Torah in America. He was the one who brought authentic, in-depth learning, the way that Torah was learned in Europe, he brought it, he was the one who the Rebbe Hashem selected, like these four hostages, to bring to uh, America. In any event, the Ravid says, what year did this happen? It happened in the year, Dalit Alafim, Tavshin Nunhe. So it's easy to figure that out. That's about 1,028 years ago. That's the year, uh, 995. Okay, that's the year 995. The Sefer Koyre Hadoiroi says it was in the year Tavshin Nun, 990. <clears throat> now, we're going to see that both accounts are probably incorrect. And there's a Talos Sefer. And you'll see what I mean. We have, um, let's first talk about Rabbeinu Chushiel. So for those who are going to Morocco, or for those who are going to be following, Rabbeinu Chushio was the one who's transplanted. Now there's a big machlokes. The secular historians say he was transplanted from Pompadisa, from Babylon. Rav Isaac Halevi. Now this is the most important work of history for uh, for B'nai Torah that was ever written. It's called Doirois Harishainim. Doros HaRishonim was written by Rav Yitzchak Isaac Halevi. And he wrote the history of the transmission of the Torah from the Mishnah and the Gemara until the times of the Goinim. Alpi Derech Yisrael Saba. Rav, Rav Victor Miller, in his three works on history, he relied primarily on this Sefer. I thank my friend Gedalia Schwartz for getting it for me. It's not that available anymore. But this is the most important work of history in terms of the last 200 years. Certainly the works of the Chida, of the Shema Gedoylem, Seder Hadoyros, Rabbi Chil Halpern. So we're going to see that he has a, a big machlaikas regarding where these sages came from. Secular historians say they, they emanated from Babylon. He vehemently disagrees that they emanated from Italy. And it is his opinion, and this is our, this is basically our tradition, that Ashkenazic Jewry did not begin in Germany. It began in Italy. How did it get from Italy to Germany? That would be a different shear. Charlemagne brought Rabbeinu Kalinimus in the year 787 from Italy, from Lucca to Mayence. To Magensa. Okay, but that's for a different time. Rabbeinu, so 
uh, Rav Halevi says that Rabbeinu Chushiel, Rabbeinu Chushiel is one of the four hostages that were kidnapped. Now, this is very important. The Ravid writes, this happened in the days of Rav Shri Ragain, right? You've heard of Rav Shri Ragain. What did Rav Shri Ragain write? He wrote an epistle. He wrote an account of the tradition of Torah from Moshe Rabbeinu until, uh, until his time. He wrote it to somebody by the name of Rab- Rabbeinu Yaakov Gain. We'll talk about him soon. Who is Rabbeinu Shri Ragain's son? Rav Haigain, right? Rav Haigain. This story happened in the time of Rav Shri Ragain. Now that's interesting, because the Ravid says it happened in the year 995. Anyway, the Chida writes it happened in the year 990, because he's basically copying straight from the Ravid and the Sefer HaKabbalah. So they redeemed Rabbeinu Chushiel in Africa. He became the Roish in El Karuan, which was a very mighty city of the Ishmaelim. And by the way, we have a tradition that in Kairuan, in North Africa, are buried many Geoinim. When we say Geoinim, I don't mean uh, a rabbi today that people call Harav HaGoin. Geoinim means from the historic period of the Geoinim. Comes Rav Isaac Halevi. And he says, there's a Taos Soifer in the Ravid. And he says, the Ravid writes that it happened in the year 990, give or take. There must be, says Rav Isaac Halevi, a Taos Soifer in the Ravid, because he says that this happened under the reign of Caliph Eved el-Rahman al-Nazar. And anybody who knows their Spanish history knows that Caliph Eved al-Rahman al-Nazar lived between 912 and 961. And therefore, there's a Ta Soifer in the Ravid. Instead of Taf Shin Nun, it should say Taf Shin Chaf. Now you can understand that a Nun and a Chaf are, in the old prints, they're nearly identical. We need to advance it 30 years. This was the Chiddush of Rav Isaac Halevi. Again, he's not just a regular historian. He is the historian that any G'dayle Yisrael that have ever delved into history, they rely primarily on him, especially, most notably, Rav Avigdor Miller in his Svarim. Now, <clears throat> so therefore he says, pashut, that the Ravid, there's a Tosav in the Ravid, it should say, Tav Shin Chaf, 960, not 990. And that which the Ravid says it happened in the time of Rav Shira Goin, it doesn't mean when Rav Shira Goin already became a Goin. It means in the times of Rav Shira Goin, when he was a, an accepted and known uh, God of Yisrael. Now I'm going to say something very briefly, and I, I would like to get uh, into this in more detail on another occasion, maybe Rosh Hashanah time, which is really very amazing, and a sort of like a twist of history. Rabbi Yitzhak Halevi notes the great Hashkach Pratis. Not only that the Yavon transported Tyra from Eretz and Bavel to Egypt, to North Africa, to Spain, but the type of Tyra that was transported is very much of note. There's a very big difference between Ashkenazic Tyra and the Tyra of Bavel. 
The Torah of Bavel relied primarily on the traditions of the Ga'inim. And the traditions of the Ga'inim were more based on Messairah, tradition, than by independent analysis. But Ashkenazim did not just rely on tradition. Ashkenazic Torah always was dependent on in-depth analysis of the Talmud Bavli. And the, the traditions from the Ga'inim did not carry as much weight. So in Pumpadisa, they relied primarily on the traditions of the Ga'inim. And in Spain, they followed the traditions of the Ga'inim. And in Africa, they found the traditions of the Ga'inim. That is, until the story of the Arba Shvuyim. The Doros HaRishoyner, Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac Halevi, maintains that the Arba Shvuyim came not from Bavel, but from Italy. Italy is the source of Ashkenazic approach to Torah. When these great Goinim, Rabbeinu Chushiel comes to North Africa, when Rabbeinu Moshe comes to Spain, when uh, Rabbeinu Shmario comes to Egypt, they're bringing with them the approach to learning of Italy, which is really the roots of the way the Ashkenazim approached Talmud Bavli. And many minhagim changed because of this story of the Arba Shuyim. One notable one is that until this episode, in Spain, they would say seven brachas on Rosh Hashanah, based on the traditions of the Ga'inim. And through the coming of Rabbi Moshe, they changed their approach and they started saying nine brachas on Shmanes and Rosh Hashanah. Okay, that's just for your general knowledge. So I want to talk about after Rabbeinu Chushiel gets to Kairoan, he has two great Talmidim. And we'll talk about them very briefly. Number one, Rabbeinu Hananel. Rabbeinu Hananel is considered first generation Rishain. Right? If somebody wants to know, who is the first of the Rishainim? When did the Rishainim begin? The Rishonim began in the times of Rabbeinu Hananel. Rabbeinu Chushiel was transplanted to North Africa. Rabbeinu Moshe was transplanted to Spain. Rabbeinu Shmuel, their children are the first Rishonim. Says the Chida, Rabbeinu Hananel is the son of Rabbeinu Chushiel, who was captured. He was born in Al Karoan, and uh, the, the Rashbat says Rabbeinu Hananel, Rabbeinu Nisim. They received their Torah from Rabbeinu Chushiel. Rabbeinu Nisim also accepted Torah from Rabbeinu Haigoin. Some say Rabbeinu Hananel also did. <clears throat> and Rabbeinu Hananel and Rabbeinu Nisim are the Rabbeim of the Rif. Rabbeinu Hananel, his words are Divrei Kabbalah, which means that he had a tradition from the Goinim as well. He wrote a parish on the Shas. And he wrote a parish ala Torah, the Ramban quotes it. I'll give you an example of something Rabbeinu Bechaye quotes from Rabbeinu Hananel. Rabbeinu Hananel says that in the Midbar, when they were co- covered by the Anani HaKavoyed, so they did not make Rosh Chodesh based on Re'iyah, but rather Alpi Cheshbain. Rabbeinu Hananel wrote on three Siddharim of Shas, but he wrote very, very briefly. Ah, 
They were the first generation of Rabbanos, which means the first generation of the Rishonim after the Ga'inim. Who else was in that era? Rabbeinu Nisim Ga'in. Now he's called a Ga'in, but we just mentioned he's really the first generation of Rishonim. He received tradition from Rabbeinu Haigain, Rabbeinu Chushiel. He's the Rebbe of the Rip, the Rif. He's Rabbeinu Nisim Ben Yaakov. What do we know about him? Marvara Boisai, open up Masechta Brachos. You'll see there's a two-page introduction to Shas that was written by Rabbeinu Nisim Ben Yaakov, student of Rabbeinu Chushiel. By the way, over there he writes something very interesting that any mitzvah that is alpi seichel, Gentiles are obligated in. And here he brings that he has a tradition of Rabbeinu and Rabbeinu Hai, through the letters he wrote for him, and Rabbeinu Nis and Rabbeinu Chananel were the first generation of Rabbanus, and the Rebbe of the Rif. By the way, they had, Rabbeinu Nisim had a very close associate, that we're going to end with this, his associate. Uh, one more thing. I have a sefer called Masiois of Rabbeinu Nisim Gain, which is a book that he wrote to his son-in-law who was very depressed. And uh, this is a book that Rabbeinu Nisim wrote in order to, um, in order to breathe life into his son-in-law. We once quoted from this. There was another Rishon of that era who is a, uh, a rabbi in Spain. His name is Rabbeinu Shmuel Hanagid. Rabbeinu Shmuel Hanagid. He was very close with, with Rabbeinu Nisim and he became a mechutin of Rabbeinu Nisim. Okay, so this is just a basic introduction to the movement of Torah from Ez Eretz Yisrael and Bavel to the three locations, Egypt, North Africa, and Spain. Now I want to share with you some in Yanim on the Parsha. Sorry, I'm not hearing. Yes, we mentioned either they were collecting money for the yeshivas in Bavel. Or they were collecting for Hachnas Askala. Um, sure, sure, sure. Okay.